Hey, let's talk about it. Thank you so much for hosting this important conversation and likewise posting the question that the caller had about how do we quantify this suffering, quote unquote. I don't think we can quantify human suffering if we need to, as you mentioned, the fact that there was slavery, and by the way, there were millions of slaves that were brought from Africa and worked here for hundreds of years, that's quantified enough. And that was the start of a whole system of inequality, because remember, slavery started because of the assumption of these individuals being less than. You have to think they're less than in order for you to be okay with slavery, which is what they trick themselves into thinking. So, you know, that right there, what I'm opposed to, and I don't think this is what the gentleman was trying to do, is the fact that we always have to prove through numbers that we've suffered. I'm going to continue in a minute. I tried to do it in one fell swoop and I couldn't. So here's part two. What I was saying is that I am opposed to and detest the fact that every time there's a question about whether we have suffered people who are oppressed or people of color, whatever the case may be, we have to prove it with facts and, and all of these things. Um, the fact that, as you mentioned, we are in people of color tend to be in prison in inordinate numbers compared to non-people of color. That is proof enough. The slave trade was proof enough. There are all these things. The fact that if you look at pay grades, and this has been shown, and you look at black women, and you look at white men, it they make so much more than we do. So I have to prove my suffering. And again, I don't think this is what this gentleman meant, but... I think we need to stop with that narrative. Just a side note, this is not referring to the caller. This is just in general. I, whenever it seems that we have to prove something, we need to go do the research, and, and we often do that. Um, you know, I'm a professor, and I often have to research statistics in order to prove that this is the case. But the same research tools that are available to me are also available to people who question whether or not we have suffered or whether or not oppression oppression still exists. So I don't help people anymore unless I see they're really confused and they're earnest in wanting to learn. I'm definitely willing to help. But if you just don't want to do the work, brother, sister, I am not the one for you. <laughs> You're not going to like me in that case. And I really don't care because I have to take time and prove that, yeah, this is actually the case. In fact, nobody seems to believe that this is actually the case until Charlottesville happened. Oh, oh, now there's a problem. So just interesting, right? Hey, Tachi, this is Sammy from Let's Talk About It. Thanks so much for calling in and bringing your perspective to the conversation. Uh, I, I love what you said, and you're right. We don't need any more stats. We have stats. We have uh, over 200 years of historical stats uh, concerning people of color. And so uh, what I find amazing is that when what, what happens normally to people of color happens to a uh, white person, then all of a sudden uh, it gets looked at, talked about, and it makes headline news. Uh, amazing. As uh, one of our greatest philosophers of our time said, uh, you know, uh, things that make you go, hmm, yes, Arsenio Hall. Have a great day, Tachi. Let's talk again soon. When I first heard you, especially because I'm in the UK, I thought you was Oprah Winfrey. How awesome. How cool. <laughs> a bit silly, but... Uh, and my apologies uh, if uh, you wouldn't like to be associated with Oprah Winfrey. But uh, uh, I'm sure she is a great inspirational lady in many ways. 
Hey, Simon, this is Sammy from Let's Talk About It. I'm sure that you're referring to Tashi there and not me because I don't think that I sound anything like Oprah if it's about uh, sound, unless you're talking about message. Either way, thanks for calling in. What's up, Anchor Fam? Uh, the conversation continues. So here is Kurt. Uh, he called in multiple times, and I'm glad he did. So listen to what he's got to say. All right, so let's talk about it. So uh, I heard the good professor's uh, sentiment there and thoughts around the idea of, you know, the idea of having to prove. And it's interesting. I understand exactly what you mean. I mean, for example, I'm a Christian, so I get people all the time who, you know, harass me about, you know, well, you, you know, how can you prove God exists? How can you prove it? And everyone wants proof, and you show them the proof, and then the proof isn't good enough because it doesn't line up. It, I get it. And it's funny because I, I guess after hearing your thoughts and the collective thoughts on it, like I understand exactly like this whole, uh, this whole us versus them thing, this opposition towards uh, one person's thought versus another in a way that you try and defeat them in that us versus you mechanism is can you prove it so with that as a backdrop i just wanted to say i apologize that i didn't quite construct the question uh with the idea of what my thinking behind the question was and i think that kind of misconstrued some of my intent although very perceptively um you guys did realize that i wasn't trying to throw stones and i'm truly not um the idea that I wanted to express was that, you know, I'm an, I have an accounting background, right? So in, in accounting, there has been, in, since the 1900s, multiple iterations of accounting standards boards. And these accounting standards boards, they evaluate the landscape of accounting in terms of what are its functions, what are its intents, and then how can we measure our effectiveness? It's kind of a scientific perspective of thing, sociological in this aspect. So I'm in a better spot. Sorry for the poor sound quality. Let me try to see if I can explain my intent a little better. You know, if we were to say, look at uh, your house after a storm went through, we could see that the gutters came down. Everything else looks right, but the gutters came down. We would say, oh, we have a problem. Our house has been damaged. And then we would say, by what evidence can we discern this? Well, the gutters are on the ground. So all other factors being fine, but the problem can be isolated to say the gutters are down on the ground and not on the house. So then we could say, by that standard, we can say it's fixed. That is to say, when those gutters end up in their correct position and are properly affixed, we can say the problem is solved. So the same in this instance, what metrics do we use to identify racial disparity in the present and the future and how can we utilize those and by what standard will we say they're fixed so you're absolutely correct that africans were forcibly removed from their countries and being forced into slavery you're correct that we took african um, i'm sorry um, native american land um obviously in today's day and age native americans have total freedom to engage in the acquisition of land. And of course, any African who feels displaced has the freedom to move back to their native land. 
And those things historically were horrific. I mean, America has done some stupidly horrible things in its history. But I guess what I'm saying is like, what quantifiably demonstrates that there is indeed a problem today? And by those metrics, what can we do to quantify a resolution to those matters? Because it seems like that it can go on and on forever if we don't actually create true definition of what the problem is, how we define it, and how it's resolved. So what I'm certainly not saying is that there isn't a problem. I mean, obviously racism is still a super real issue, and it always will be, right? But I think one of the main reasons why we don't see uh, unity and change can only come through unified consensus around an idea, right? And sadly, this debate is a very real one, as to whether racism exists or not. And everyone feels like they have their own conclusion and everyone feels like they're correct. Um, but I think if we were to ever see real positive change, it would require that we develop a set of data points in which we could give clarity to the presence of an issue and then we can measure those metrics over time and discern those situations to be improving or deteriorating and then also to resolution. Lastly, I'll say I don't really think it matters too much how we define those metrics. I was originally just curious if you had them. Like imprisonment rates is a good, is a good indicator. I think um, pay rates I think it was also mentioned, I think it's another good one. Like, so how can we quantifiably demonstrate these things and track them carefully so that we can demonstrate a true disparity? How can we really, like, imperatively prove, not just subjectively approve, but imperatively prove there's a problem? And how can we make that data quick and easy and accessible and easy to digest? And then, of course, for tracking for improvement or deterioration, much like in the example of an extinct species, how they track the population to figure out how healthy it is. So those were my ideas, and I was just wondering if you had anything along those lines. But I appreciate the conversation. I really do. Thanks. Hey, Kurt. Thanks so much for calling in. Um, I've not gathered uh, any data other than what is obvious. Uh, you know, we can turn on the television and see and uh, whether the news is uh, propagandizing uh, racism. I don't think so. Uh, I think obviously historically as a nation, we know that it's an issue and continues to be one. Um, on another note, I too am a Christian. I'm actually a minister. And so the reason that I started this podcast was because not only do we see racism being played out uh, in society, we see it being played out in the church. And uh, while Jesus broke down the wall of hostility that was between Jew and Gentile, and obviously I'm not a Jew, I'm a Gentile, uh, he made one man, uh, you know, the church. And so it's a shame that we see racism even being played out in the church. We see it, especially on Sunday mornings when, uh, you know, 11 a.m. is still the most segregated hour, especially as far as uh, America is concerned. And uh, so I, I want to see that come to an end. Uh, and I think that as the church goes, so goes society. Um, and uh, do I think that there will ever be an end to racism? Uh, probably not uh, until Christ comes and and makes all things new, uh, and not just uh, new from uh, a new creation kind of view, but when he comes and he judges the world and uh, sets all things right, uh, which is what he's 
in the process of doing even now. So uh, again, thanks for calling in, and I hope you're having a great Sunday.